I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And this week, I have two of the nicest, most genuine, and talented people in Hamilton. I'm talking about Delfino Falciani and Laura Bethman. You can see their work all over Hamilton, including Main Street and right here at my camp, Camp Tuscaloosa. Speaking of Camp Tuscaloosa, do you have kids? Do you want them to have the best summer ever? If you do, make sure you sign them up for Camp Tuscaloosa as we are going to be having some fun in the sun. Also, be on the lookout for my new podcast. It's going to be everywhere, and it is called The Nostalgia Cafe. We already spoke to our first guest. We spoke to Mr. McFeely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's a conversation you don't want to miss out on. But for now, please enjoy this awesome conversation I had with Delfino and Laura. listening to the pillars of hamilton that's with me sam side tells and you want to know what i'm gonna give them only the finest that hamilton has to offer the biggest blueberries you've ever seen baby and they're all here right now ladies and gentlemen i know that you've heard other podcasts where people remark on the Pillars of Hamilton studio. When I look around this shed, I see the way I decorated it, and I'm quite proud. But never before has it looked as beautiful as it does at this very moment. Because at this moment, my shed is surrounded by the art of Delfino and Laura. What is up, guys? Hey. Hey. <laughs> and and not just it's not just my studio it's the entire town of hamilton looks more beautiful and more awesome because of you two wow thank you thank you that's i don't I, that's a lot to live up to but thank you <laughs> oh i'm only getting started laura i am only getting started but uh i'm actually gonna get started as i'm looking over at delfino's mask because I've seen a lot of masks over this year, but never a mask as beautiful as the one you are wearing. The mask that you are wearing, where did you get this design, Delfino? Well, I don't know. I popped in back in my head and I started painting it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just the design on your face. Where else is that design? Uh, this is the uh, same design as the mural out uh, behind Cassiano's. Right, so if people don't know, They've probably seen it before. If you look outside of Cassiano's, there is a beautiful, not just beautiful, amazing, well-thought-out, intricate piece right there on the wall. And it was created by Delfino. So how did that start, man? That was such a big piece, such a monster to take on. How did it begin? How did you get booked? And where did you get the inspiration for that incredible design? Well, the uh, the design came from um, it, it was it started off like a lot of things, you know, a, a doodle. You know, it just started doodling and and um, I put ele different elements together, and uh, I, I came up with uh, with an idea to do um, the four elements. So there's uh, some fire, some red and fire. There's green and earth and water and blue and and sky and and um, you know. All those elements that were and they were put together like that so and so so you're so it's based off the four elements mm -hmm. 
How so? So I see, and I'm remarking on your your piece simply based off the mask that I am currently looking mm -hmm. at, man. And of course, you have the sun there. Mm -hmm. that, that's the uh, that's the red in the fire, right? What else you got? Um, well, we've got the clouds that are billowing through, and you know the, the sky kind of kind of elements. Um, there's uh, the the dark blue and river stones, which are like the blue elements. And then there's the, the green areas where it represents the earth. The piece is really incredible, man. And I'm not just saying that as a friend, because we have become friends over the last year through the yes. art club. Yeah. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, check out the art club. I'm saying it because it, it literally is an awesome piece of art. I mean, Laura, as an artist, how do you feel about that piece that he made right in the heart of our town? Well, it's fabulous. It's a fabulous uh, work of art and... You know, I mean, I didn't know Delfino before Art Club either. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have to know him to know, to see that, you know, to see what he was working on and know, wow, he's a really amazing artist. <laughs> it's really great. Thank you. Yeah. How did you get booked for such an assignment? I mean, they must have put so much trust into you. I... I I, I, I submitted a I submitted the drawing you know after the I did the doodle you know I, I, I tightened it up and uh, did a, a color rendering and everything so, and, and I submitted it to the town of Hamilton and um, a couple was week, it, couple weeks later I was called and said hey uh, you know we want you to do the mural I mean was it some kind of competition to find the winner or it, it was um it, it was uh, just uh, you know there was a submission process and you s submitted your design and there were for, i don't know who else submitted uh, i think laura did right yep yep and uh but but there were from what i understand there was a, a few uh designs that you know i'm sure they were all really nice and everybody <laughs> they came from laura <laughs> That's a tough one to beat. Yeah. You, gotta be, you gotta beat me that was tough <laughs> although, although I, I am supposed to be doing one at some point when the works are, you know, when it's all in the works. No way! What do you mean? They're going to be doing. Yeah, right down the right, right down the alley. Right down the alleyway, they're going to be doing panels in there, mural panels in there. Mm -hmm. So and and Laura's going to be doing one of those. Yeah. And so I'm it's, sure it's going to look great. So this is just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Hamilton has a um, more. Well, I don't know exactly what the plans are, but there there is there are plans to do more murals and and uh, other art installations in, in town. Would this have happened if it weren't for the art club? Gee, that's I, a question. Th that is a good <laughs> question. Uh, I have to give a big shout out to Don Swenson. I mean, yes. he has- Who? Don, you know, you know him. <laughs> you know that guy. If we mention him in like every other <laughs> podcast nowadays. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for him, you know, he, half of this stuff wouldn't be happening. Uh, not even a quarter of the stuff would be happening. He, he's such a, uh, a positive force for the arts and, and everything in this town. Yeah, and he's on the Arts Council with, yeah. you know, Mike Cagno from Noise mm -hmm. Museum and, um, and uh, downtown Hamilton. Um, forget what it's called too yeah, yeah. Down, the downtown the, the main downtown the, the, the main street hamilton yeah yeah organization yeah. whatever yeah. Crew. cassie cassie Iacovelli. ah that's on right. that everyone will recognize yeah mm -hmm. uh so how important is that how i mean there was no art from what i could see all over main street you got your stores the stores look beautiful i mean you go to tales of the olive that's a beautiful store mm. castellanos uh, they you know they display art um Mm -hmm. What is the importance? What's the point of having the art put up 
in Main Street or around the town for that matter? In your opinion, is it important? Absolutely. You know, art beautifies the place. Uh, it, it brings color. It brings interest to, to the town. You know, people from outside coming in, uh, you know, looking at the art and going shopping and, and you know, helping the businesses here in town. So it's a it's a big uh, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a very it's an important contribution to to our town and to society in general. Really, art is something that is not as I don't know. It's not something that a lot of people think about very often as being important, but it really is. It really it it's. Um, uh, I mean, help it, me help me with the words, well, Delfino. No. I think, I think it changes things. Mm -hmm. It changes the mood. It changes the whole aura of what you're of of how you're feeling. Let me say, I come from New York City. I spent mm -hmm. eight years there. Mm. And Lots of art in New York City. I was going to say the two <laughs> things I miss more than anything. Uh, three things is biking around the city. I miss mm. that. I miss that food. Mm. <laughs> But I really miss the art, being able to bike down any street and boom, there's a mural that will blow your mind mm -hmm. or boom, mm -hmm. there's a, a painting that makes you think, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that's something this town really could use more of, a lot of, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, ho we're hoping that like, the, you know, this could be, you know, a, a, a um, a springboard for, you know, a lot of other art to, to come and, town yeah man could you stand uh, just a, a tad closer oh, um so what has the feedback been like for this piece e everybody that uh has uh has come to me has has really enjo really enjoys the piece uh, that they uh, especially when i was uh when i was painting it people were constantly you know coming up to me and uh telling me how much they appreciate it and how much it beautifies the place and you know well, dude was, uh you're talking about people coming up to you when you're working on the piece i mean this was no ordinary, I'm going to lay this canvas on the ground and, and, and paint it. Uh, what went into this? Uh, how big is that piece, man? Uh, 17 feet wide and 13 feet tall, I think it is. And last I checked, you are not 13 feet tall. Uh, no. No, no I'm not, not quite. No, so, no. like, so what I, was it like? I, I, had to, you know, I had to get a scaffolding to, uh, to do the, the, you know, the really high areas and stuff like that. I got a ladder, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the, it, it, it was, it was quite a process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I know the people of the town love it. I love it. Did, did Linda Kashan give you any props? Yeah, she's, uh, she, she, she was always, she was always out there. She gave me some nice free coffee every, every once in a while <laughs> came out, you know, she, that, that was great. Um, she, always, always a kind word from her. Always. That's always. awesome. But more importantly, how do you feel? Because I know how artists can be about their work, man. How are you feeling about uh, that piece now that it's finished? You know what? I'm I'm really happy with it. I you know I was struggling at first, you know, trying to get my shading and 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 getting it blended and everything. And then you know after after a while, you, you get into a rhythm and you get into a groove and and it just and it just it really does start to just a flow, you know. Mm. So I and and it was uh, it was very zen. I mean. Uh, other than, than than the than the sun beating down on me, you know, <laughs> which you know, nothing you can do about that. But uh, yeah, it was, um, 
I, I lost my train of thought. Well, you're just talking about how you are proud of it. That it yeah, is something. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, and, and you're using words like Zen and flow. And I know that's how you were feeling, but I feel that really is portrayed in the actual piece. Like that's how I feel when I look at that piece. Mm-hmm. It flows. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, it's, uh, there's all these elements and, and things just drifting past, drifting through. Yeah, guys, please check out that piece. And that's not the only mural that has come from the art club because there's a mural right outside this shed that Laura Betham did, uh, Mary Beth and Delfino. Um, Can you guys explain to the listeners what you did by this pool? Because the listeners who are hearing this, there's a very good chance they learned how to swim in that pool. <laughs> Man, I get people, when I give uh, camp tours, people look at that pool with nostalgic eyes. Mm. And so when they drive their kids to school or when they're just taking a tour and they look out, man, they love that piece. They really do. People have said something. Nice. Oh, it's so nice. They're driving their kids. They're dropping them off. And the kids will tell me what the parents say. Uh, and it's all very happy, positive, because it's a happy, positive piece. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's 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 uh, put into context. Let's tell the people what you put on that entire wall right by where the changing rooms are. Well, it's a whole um, underwater scene, basically. Mm-hmm. It's very flowing and, um, you know, underwater colors and... Um, I know Delfino and I both had ideas for what we could do for your wall. And um, Mary Beth, I think, was, was said, you know, and what, if, what if we put those two designs together? So it turned out to be um, my background, El Dun- and Delfino's um, characters, and, you know, the foreground. Was, yeah, it was, it was, it was your, a really nice co- collaboration. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, Mary Beth went kind of did her thing on a lot of the um, the coral and the seaweed and stuff because she she painted a lot of that mm-hmm. and um, it was a lot of fun. It was you, really a lot of fun. Did you have fun doing it? Oh yeah, even with my kids nipping at your ankles. <laughs> oh, they're the sweetest kids. My kids? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to live with them, Sam. They're just. <laughs> You guys were amazing <laughs> with them. I mean, they got so excited when you guys came. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure Delfino, my kids, think you're a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a, I, I had a, a little Batman knife that I was sharpening my uh, my pencil with when I was making some marks on the wall. And then they looked at me and they saw it. And I said, oh, I, I told them, shh, don't tell anybody I'm Batman. Bro, let me tell you, it took about 30 seconds before they told the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they told everybody. Yeah. yeah, Casey runs upstairs. Daddy, that's not Delfino. It's Batman. I was like, yes, the magic words. Just tell them don't do something. Yeah. And then that's it. That's the, then, oh, there they go and that, do that's it. That's the first thing they do. <laughs> yep. Secrets? Yep. Forget <laughs> secrets. There are no secrets with these little guys. No. I can't thank you guys enough. I cannot wait till the summer camp starts and all the kids who have been coming yeah. for 5, 10, 12 years even get to see this for the first time. It really gives, it pops, it's really bright, and it's beautiful. And thank you so much. Uh, we were glad to do it. Yeah, very glad to do it. Yeah. And very glad that so many people will enjoy it, all the kids mm-hmm. who come here. And that's, that's a great thing. So why do you do it? Uh, to me, it's like if I try to create a piece of art, and I'm going to put quotes around that art, 
Um, it takes so long. Like, for example, I'm really into perler beads now. I showed you guys. Yes, yeah. I've been taking these little plastic beads and turning them into ninja turtles and melting them together. And, like, this is the this is my art now. But <laughs> Great. <laughs> all I could think about is when I'm doing this is, like, man, this takes a really long time. You have to be super focused. Uh, and all it takes is a little mess up. And uh, you really could ruin a piece. Um, what I'm getting at is you must... You must be passionate about this. You must love creating art. Where does that come from? When did it start? And do you find yourselves as in love with creating art as you did when you first started? More. You love art more now. Yeah, more. It just is just, I don't know, I always loved art. You must have always loved art, Delphine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've ever since you were a kid, right? Yeah, I was always drawing and stuff, and Mm, uh, I I always admired. You know, I had a couple of friends who were uh, um, artists, also. You know, and and, you know, we did kid stuff, kind of, kind of drawings, and and. But I I had this one friend, uh, and uh, he was he was an amazing artist. I mean, he, he would take a he would open up a comic book page, and he could copy that page. Directly, I mean, perfectly. You know, he was amazing, and he—he's the one who like really got me. Wow, he can do this. I, I want to learn how to do that. Mm. I really, really want to do that. The same thing that he's—he's he's doing. And ever since then, uh, you know, the, the the bug hit, you know, bit me, and uh, I've I've been drawing and and really following, you know, the, that path. Yeah, I remember sitting in class when I was a kid, and. You know, you have the desk with the thing inside to put your books inside. I don't know what desks are in mm-hmm. these days. This is in the dark ages. But <laughs> I would sit there with my um, notebook, like, just under the desk on my lap, and I'm drawing. You know, I'm not really paying attention. Guilty. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I and, got, I got yeah. caught one time. Yeah. We were supposed to be doing our math problems. I was doing the same thing underneath yep. the desk, and, yep. and the teacher walked by, and he goes, what do you got there? And there, I was, I was drawing this elk. <laughs> and she goes get back to work oh man not if you were in my class delfino you should have see you should have been in my class i would have encouraged it i would have made sure you did your math too yeah right but yeah. uh i had to do that part yeah you wouldn't have had to hide from me i think uh, i i love i love when kids get to express themselves through art and i know it's funny how uh some of these things are almost uh, like creating comic art, like you do. Um, it's almost like been stigmatized, like, oh, this is nonsense, get back to work. Mm. When up, up until recently. What do you mean? You know, I mean, you know, when, when I was going to school, you know, I, I was always, you know, drawing my Spider-Man and my, you know, Captain America and Batman stuff. And, and you know, I was always, you know, what are you doing? You know, get, you know pay attention to what we're supposed to be doing. This, there's more important things. And, and you know... It, it it was it was a you know comic books were always a throwaway media, you know you know th- that's that's why there's so few of those old issues, you know the Superman and 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 Batman's are so um, uh, expensive because everyone threw them out right because everybody threw them out mm. right and so there's a there's a, a a small number of them and that's what makes them valuable now not not that they were the first ones it's just. They, they're so few. It's funny because uh, as a kid, I knew about that, and I collect comics, and so I had all these comics for years and years. And I'm like, oh, once I get to my 30s, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> I said the same. 
Well, it turns out about 5,000 people had the same thought, right. which means my comics ain't worth jack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just those original ones. You know what? Oh, a little bit of trivia for you guys. Within the last 20 years, what do you think is the only comic that has reached that type of level where it's worth tens of thousands of dollars? Can you guys take a guess on the one comic that has come out within the last 10, 15, 20 years? I really hope I'm not messing up this fact, but I'm pretty sure it's true. That's all. That's worth tens of thousands of dollars. Isn't I, it? Isn't it a Spider-Man comic? No, not a oh, Spider-Man. No. All right. Let me think about it, tell you this. Hmm? It's the Hulk. It's a Hulk issue with the first issue with um, with with Wolverine. Are you sure about that? I I, I don't know how much it's worth, but I I, I know that one. The thing uh, is, is that I'm pretty sure if that came out, a ton of people bought that. But there was a comic that came out about 15, 20 years ago that no one knew was going to blow up. So only a few issues got sold, and it is the number one issue of. The Walking Dead. Oh. Yes. <laughs> no one knew that was going right. to blow up. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Issue one of The Walking Dead is worth big money. Is it? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a big comic book nerd. Um, and I, I think that's how we first started talking. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you brought some of your comics with you, right? Yeah. So what do we have here? Uh, I, I, do, um, I, I, I do some uh, young adult kind of uh, comic book stuff. Um, they're they're all from the, my, my the same world that I created, uh, of a very uh, fantasy um, world. Um, highly inspired from by Dark Crystal, mm. okay? Because um, I, I always wanted this to, to, to do this world where you know there weren't any humans and, and they were all like these animals and creatures and and that kind of thing. So that was a big inspiration uh, for for these characters. Yeah, and uh, I want to plug your stories, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have read uh, a novella, right? Is that what we call it? It's just, I think it's just a short story. Short yeah. story by Delfino, about 40 pages or so. And I read this thing, and I've done this for friends before, many, many times, where I read their story, I'm happy to pick out what I liked about it, what I think could be worked on. But this one felt good. And this one felt there's something that happened when I was reading it that let me know this is a damn good story. And that is the ending truly made me feel something, and that feeling was good. I smiled. Uh, it was a powerful story with great characters and just an ending that was so satisfying. Um, so much so that uh, we've got, we're working on a little uh, thing together. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell the people what you have hired me to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big audiobook listener. Okay, so uh, I, I, I love I love listening to stories uh, all the time. I mean, constantly, constantly. From I can when attest I'm, to this. Thing, I've been told <laughs> when, when, when I drive, when I work, every, you know, whenever. So you know, it just was just a, a natural thing that you know I'd love to have my you know the stuff that I do uh, on audio, so you know other people can also enjoy them while they're driving. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't want to read it yourself, though, man. A lot of people, um, you know, everybody has their talents, and mm. reading is not one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just writing it, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's well written, and uh, I, uh, I'm putting my heart and soul into recording it. I hope you're happy with it when, it, when it's finished. I'm dying to hear it. Yeah, it, it's coming, dude. It's okay. coming. Are you doing, like, different character voices and stuff? I am doing an old dying lady. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, like uh, four different characters. One of them has an accent that I am working on really hard. Um, we did a little reading actually with a Delfino in here, and he gave yeah. me some notes and then set me free. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. And so. I haven't read this story. <laughs> you nope. should. It's really I good. Yeah. Totally. So, Laura. Yeah. You um, you took me down to uh, your studio the oh, other yeah. day. And I was so blown away. Uh, you couldn't tell me enough about it. I, had, I was so curious. And my favorite pieces were these ones that you created during quarantine. Mm. Um, could... I'm looking at them right now, and they're on these square pieces of paper, and each one has a character with a specific name. Um, let me let me read a couple of these. So I, I'm looking at one picture with a woman. She looks very distressed, and her name is Lady Sibylla. Can you read that for me? Lady, yeah. Lady Sibylla Norse. And it says on there, leaving it behind because life is short. Now, this is what all these have. They have a name, and a lot of them have a, a little ditty on there, a little piece of writing. Mm. What is this all about? Where did it come from? Well, like you said, I was doing these during quarantine, and um, I have, I don't know, about 40 of them, I think, so far, and um, in various stages. But they're, um, they're in each, you know, each person, each, each one is, is a person. And I've actually started combining them to make little stories with the characters interacting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're all, and a lot of them are, you know, you know, me, sort of. <laughs> so these are but all? Not, all, not all of them, but some of them, some of well, them. We always part, put a little bit of ourselves yeah. in, into our art. Exactly. And this is a good opportunity to mm -hmm. do that. So do you relate to Car Carmelita Goodley? I, I, I kind of do. So here she is, and it says, genius. Or deranged. No one knows for sure. <laughs> yeah, she looks she looks a little bit, you know, in her own world there too, doesn't she? <laughs> she does. She looks like she's coming out from I don't know what that room is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know, I just make them. <laughs> <laughs> do you think about them ahead of time or do they just kind of flow out well, of the paper? I have a I have a notebook, a sketchbook that I kind of you know, write thoughts that come to me or do like, well, what Delfino called doodles. I mean, I'll just sketch out, you know, a picture in my head. And then some of them beca became, you know, these little um, people, which uh, this whole series I called um, Amada, which means loved one in Italian. Because mm -hmm. I love them. You love Even though some characters. of them are me, they're parts of me, some of them. But yeah, I just, I love them. Well, it's good to love yourself. And they're, yeah, it's hard to do, too. So it's it's really worth trying. <laughs> Do you find it hard to love yourself sometimes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I think that's... But we can't love other people properly if we don't appreciate ourselves. It's, it's important. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you said you said a key word there, properly. Mm. Because people love or sometimes... Uh, I mean, people, of course they love people. Mm -hmm. But you're right. You can't do it properly if you don't have love for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Willow Woodhill. This is a woman laying down. It looks like, I don't know, by a university or something. And there is a tree growing out of her kneecap. Yeah. And it says, Willow Woodhill, dreaming she's part tree in Luxembourg Gardens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it took me back to when I was in Luxembourg Gardens years ago. And uh, 
I didn't actually dream that there when I was there. I didn't actually lay on, on, on the ground and, you know, dream I was a part tree. But, you know, these things just, it just seemed like a cool idea. So I, I, that's what I had her doing. That's great. And, these and, that, and that, that's a building in, in Luxembourg Gardens. It's quite, a, it's quite an amazing place in Paris. Wonderful. You, um, and you said something about, you know, it's hard to love yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, that made me think of a question I really wanted to ask. Um, and I don't even know if you guys are going to have an answer for it. I hope you do. So as a teenager, I, I went through pretty typical, uh, you know, teenage depression and trying to find myself. And one day I'm watching uh, TV and this movie comes on about an artist it was it blew my mind because of the way this artist seemed to look at the world. Uh, I became obsessed with this movie and his art. Uh, his name is Jean-Michel Basquiat. I've mm -hmm. mentioned a few other um, podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get to see the movie Basquiat, B-A-S-Q-U-I-A-T, uh, as a selling point, uh, Andy Warhol is played by... The I don't know who. Oh my god! Oh my god! Forgot, well, forgot. I forgot his name. Wait, the rock and roll guy. Uh, he just died recently. Uh, 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 It'll uh, come to space you. Space to Mars. Uh, top. David top. Bowie. David Bowie. Oh my gosh! Thank you. David Bowie plays Andy Warhol. I mean, that's a good selling point to me. Yeah. Mm. But anyways, like I was I'd, saying, I'd watch that. Yeah, I hope you do. I'll let you borrow it. I have the DVD upstairs. Okay. Favorite movie? It's hands down the favorite. My favorite movie, wow. and it literally changed my life. From this guy who was just depressed and trying to be the cool kid in school and trying to, whatever it is, I was trying to figure out about myself. It really helped guide me and see things in a different way. And that's just a really long-winded um, explanation of why I'm asking you this question. Do you have? Or what is your artistic outlook on life? How do you view life? And I know that's a very broad question, but I've always felt like artists see things a little differently. So what is your artistic outlook on life? If that makes sense, that question. Artistic outlook on life. That's, that's a tough and deep question. Yeah, it is, a, man. Can big, we get deep that's here? That's a big question. Can we get deep here? I, I well, mean, I, me personally... I'm I'm pretty shallow. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I like I, I I like things that are that are fun that, that are adventurous and and I've always you know I've always been the the Indiana Jones kind of um, you know a, a adventure kind of, kind of thing and and I a, a lot of a lot of my art is always you know I, because you know I I'm geared towards comic books it's always you know the the adventure kind of thing you know. Uh, and that's uh, just something that's fun, you know. Right on. Yeah. Laura, do you have a, an answer to that question? Well. You strike I'm, me as someone who's so inward. Mm -hmm. I'm very, yeah. Where, where, is, where, where am I here? There's, there's one that's really, I can't find her now. Take your time. Oh, here's, here's the guy that you named. Oh, did you name him? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was the name you gave Fred, him. Fred, he, she, okay. Fred this is, Morale, this, there he is. This gentleman, he's wearing glasses, and he's saying, oh, the sociodrama. Yeah. And I named him, yay, you kept yes, the name. Fred Morale. Fred Morale. Yeah. I'm so glad you kept the name. Yeah, this this is definitely me right here. All right. Pandora Tindle. Pan Tindle. Pandora Tindle mainly lives in her head. Yeah. 
I just said that you were in one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so you you're you're right. That's because because she's really she really is you know me. She's one of the first ones I did, and um, yeah, art. Well, life, you know, the from the perspective of art, I mean, life can be art. I mean, your life can be very artful, the way you lead it and the choices you make and. Um, you know, fun is artful, Delfino. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's deep, but <laughs> but um, you know the the world as messed up as you know people can be, it's a beautiful, wonderful place, and um, you know. Do you see people be- should stop and and pay attention more often? One of the one of the ones that I one of the pieces I brought. Oh, it's on the floor now, but it's protected in that big plastic thing. Um, was um, from an invitation series that I'm that I'm is ongoing. I started doing this a couple years ago, where I do paintings about uh, different people that I admire, you know, or or I admire their work. Some people, you know, their work is wonderful. As people, you might not want to be friends, <laughs> but but um, but Mary Oliver. I mean, I sure I'm sure I would have loved meeting her. She. Um, died in 2019 she's an amazing poet and uh one of the things that she um has said that means a lot meant has meant a lot to me was that um i'm paraphrasing from her poem but that paying attention is our proper job our real job is to pay attention and what do you mean by that to really you know, I mean, you miss a lot just in your, I mean, every day we're busy, we have things to do, we're, you know, and but we're not paying attention necessarily. The next thing you know, you know, your kid has grown up or, um, you know, the flowers all bloomed and died and you missed it. And Life has passed you yeah, by. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we don't want to live with uh, wishful thinking. You know, we don't want to, oh, I wish it was Tuesday. Oh, I wish this mm. was over because the present is you know we we're here now. Yes. We're not we we don't you know living in the past or in the future you just miss a lot. You sure do. This is something that I struggle with on a mm-hmm. daily basis. In fact, I'd say 99% of the times I find myself upset. Mm-hmm. It's over worrying about something that has already happened mm-hmm. or hasn't happened and might never happen. Yeah. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And then once I go back mm-hmm. to the moment and I pay attention to my feelings. I pay mm-hmm. attention to what's going around, mm-hmm. what's going on in my household. And I look around and I say, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Things are good. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Knowing, knowing how, you know, being grateful, knowing what we are grateful for is an important thing because it's so easy to just say, oh, this is wrong and this is bad and this is terrible. But, you know, everybody has a lot of things that they can be grateful for, no matter how bad things get. And, um, and uh, oh, I had another very deep thought. I can't think of it now. <laughs> oh, bring it back, because I'm loving this. I, um, I think a lot of people need to hear this, especially mm-hmm. this day and age. For one, obviously, the pandemic and mm-hmm. quarantine has got people mm-hmm. feeling loopy. Mm-hmm. And worse than ever is the social mm-hmm. media problem. Yeah, I mean... Making artwork is, you know, what keeps me sane. I think that's what keeps me a, you know, semi-sane human being. But doing these little guys, 
kept me really sane during the pandemic because it was such an awful time. And that and remembering what I was grateful for, you know, my family and, and uh, you know, things that we're grateful for every day is good to remind yourself. So is that get what... Through, get through times like this. So when you say pay attention, mm. do you mean, like, pay attention to what you have and what you're lucky for? Or do you just also, mean... Just, just be aware, you know, like it's, you know, the, live in the present moment. Live in the moment. Yeah. If you see a sunset and you like it, yeah. you know, stop and look at it. Yeah. I am such, I, I love the moon. I'll go mm -hmm. out and look at the moon. You paint just, them. Just knowing it's there. I paint the moon a lot. Yeah. She, uh, what do you do with all your paintings? You hide a little moon in there, don't you? Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them, I, some of them have a dozen moons. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it's fun to pick out, mm. you know, uh, that's a, a, a big reason why I do this podcast. I feel like when I'm talking to people sometimes, I'm not really talking to them. I'm talking to someone who's not really present. They're either mm. on their phone or they're worried about something else. Mm. Gosh, most, most youngsters, people who are younger than me, like 35 and younger, it's like try to have a 10-minute conversation with them. Mm. They don't even have those skills. They don't even mm -hmm. have the power to be able to converse with someone mm. for an hour like we're doing or more, mm. you know, and, and I feel like they're really missing out on a lot. They're missing out on growth and they're missing out on one of the most important things to live for. And that's human connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, things like this, I mean, being able to do this podcast, I mean, technology is wonderful. Having cell phones, being able to see your friends on zoom during a pandemic because you can't get together. That's fabulous, but you have to balance it with being present in real life and not always being on that technology all the time there you is lose, lose yourself there is a lot of benefits i mean ridiculous amount of benefit yeah. but there's also a lot of harm and i think a lot of it has to do with the way people interact with each other on social media mm -hmm. um oh yeah you know yes. like for example if, if i were to argue with you or delfino about something right now we would disagree maybe in the end we'd agree to disagree or maybe mm -hmm. one of us would change our minds but I'll tell you what wouldn't happen. We wouldn't blow up on each other and then find names to call each other. You're a racist. You're this or that, you know, and then you have a hundred other people chiming in. It's not real. That's not the way people are supposed to converse with each other. No, not, not, not uh, by a long shot. No. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it's become. It has become that for a whole generation. Yeah. There are a lot of, I don't know, there must be a lot of people with a lot of anger because I don't know where else it would come from. Yeah, the, it, it, it's clear that, uh, but the thing is, is that if people could get together and really have face-to-face -face interactions where they could meet and talk about their disagreements, I think that anger would float away for, in, in a lot of situations, not everyone, you know, mm. and like I said, a lot of people do not have the skills to converse like we're doing right now, mm. especially young kids who, I mean, I'm lucky, I was born just before the internet craze, like I got a mm. good 14 years mm. 15 years to know what it's like to be super bored you know mm -hmm. to have to find something to do in the woods right to go outside exactly go yeah. outside yeah. get yourself hurt go outside and get hurt fall off your bike get a mm. scab yes and make some darn <laughs> stories you know and these things are not going to happen you're not doing anything if you're on a screen I, I, I remember one time when we were kids we, we um it was a super super windy day right and my dad was a painter, right? So we got we got his his uh, drop cloths, right? And we tied one one corner to each knee, and then the other corners we held them in our hands, and we got on our skateboards and we sailed down down the sidewalks. 
get out of here, man. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great. It was a crazy, windy day. Oh, yeah. man. That's yeah. great. That's what life's all about, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. I hopped a train once when I was a kid. Laura Betham. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Please tell me about this. I'm a lot... I'm a lot toned down from when I was. <laughs> you ain't hopping on trains <laughs> no. anymore. You used to be crazy, Laura Betham. Well, I don't know about crazy. But, you know, <laughs> just being a kid, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Are you guys hopeful for the future? 2020 was rough. Uh, are you guys hopeful? Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to be hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So now that you guys have done these murals, you're part of this art club, this big movement in Hamilton. Mm. What are your dream projects? What do you want to do in the future? What would truly make you feel happy, uh, maybe feel more accomplished, something you'd be proud of? What is something you'd really look forward to doing? Wow. Like say this. I, 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 we've just spent a, a year just trying to stay alive, so I haven't thought a whole lot about the future. <laughs> Do you guys not have uh, something that you're looking forward to as as oh. as time goes on? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're, I mean, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of times uh, when we're doing our art, uh, I'm sure Laura's the same way. I mean, you see something, it inspires you, and then and and, and you work and you work on the piece. A lot of times you don't. You know, you don't know what you're going to do. You know? mm -hmm. um, but well, yeah, th th there, there's there's some really great things. That, I mean, it, w with the art club, we, we you know, there's a lot of things that we could do. What does inspire you? Like, what happens in the day? Is it an interaction? Something you see? It it all it, it varies. Obviously, I mean, sometimes you know, a, a a cloud formation will say, "Oh my God, that look." You know, hey, you see things in clouds, you say, "Oh." And then you go home, and I, I, I do this big space drawing, uh, you know, with all these spaceships and people fighting and, you know, lightsabers <laughs> and oh, just, just from, from one little cloud. It started with a cloud. Yeah. You know, so you, you never know. You yeah, know? and the work really comes while you're doing it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you can start yeah. with, a, like, an idea or a thought, but you have to actually physically be putting your, your mm -hmm. pencil or whatever it is on paper, and then sure. it, things develop. Yeah, but it, it, right, I, it evolves. Yeah, right. yeah, and I always have a, you know, a notebook or a sketchbook with me. I'm real paper and pencil person, <laughs> and um, you know, you never know when you're going to get an idea. You're going to see something, and you know, it might be nothing, and then again, it might fit into something later on. So, so is this notebook just filled with notes from stuff you see throughout the day? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I have lots of notebooks and sketchbooks. Yeah. And and then sometimes when you're just in your studio, you don't, you know, you're feeling kind of blank. You know, you can. It's it's really good to look. You have that reference, those mm -hmm. references to look through. Plus, I have files of stuff I've saved, you know, photographs uh, and photographs on my phone that I've taken. And I mean, when you, ladies and gentlemen, when you go down into Laura's studio, I mean, it is wall to wall with, you know, nature pieces and, and these. What do you call the squares again? Amada is the name of the series. Amada's all over the wall. <laughs> I mean, it, there's just so much content. Is that the right word? The art. Mm. There's so much of it in your studio. You must be going all the time. Yeah. 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 And it'll be really nice to get stuff back out into the world again. So I think my hope for the future is to just be able to interact again, you know, to just... Um, do you mean out. like having it out for people to see, like yeah. in galleries or? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and you know, like there's been virtual ex- exhibitions, which is great. And the one, the one um, at uh, the arts garage, the art club put together the you know um, closer the little mm-hmm. um, little tiny art ex- exhibition, and that's that's not virtual. That's you know real in in place in house that down there at the arts garage. But um, you know, I'm I'm doing a, a virtual um, exhibit at the Monmouth Museum in March. Oh, cool! Which is really cool. And um, but you know, it'll be nice to really have you know crowds of people looking at art again that you don't have to worry about it and be. I mean, I I used to teach workshops. It'd be nice to have real live workshops. Yeah. And, um, yeah. What if we did workshops here at the school? Would you want to take part? Oh, that would be great. Yeah? yeah. I'm not just talking about with kids. I'm talking about if we wanted to bring in adults and do like art classes and stuff like that. Is that something you'd be interested in? Oh, yeah. That would be super. All right. Let's super throw super. it out there into the universe because <laughs> yeah. uh, I would love for you guys to. Is that something you'd be down to do, Delfino? Yeah. All right. Might be throwing out something in the universe. Miss Lisa's going to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds that sounds really wonderful. Have yeah. you taught before? Oh, yeah. Lots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you teach the nature printing? I teach stuff. nature printing, and I've taught calligraphy. I've taught drawing. I've taught watercolor. Do people still do calligraphy? Yeah, there are people who find a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, wonderful ancient arts. Oh, I haven't, I haven't taught, um, you know, gold leafing, but I have used it, and I mean that's pretty old. What is gold art. leafing? It's it's you know, um, gilding. Um, illumination, whatever you want to call it, it's using using gold leaf, which is gold foil, which you could either buy, you know, fake metal foil, or you could buy real gold foil, which costs a lot more, but it's you know fabulous. And you know, you burnish it onto your artwork, or if you do um, calligraphy, you burn it, burnish it into your letters, and that's an that's an ancient art that's really cool. Man, you guys, <laughs> you guys are so diverse. I mean, here's. Delfino over here painting murals one day, writing comics another day. And you too. Like, you're a writer as well, right? Yeah, I've, I've written three books. You have published books? Published books. What are they? Two of them are about nature printing, and one of them is a craft book about making, um, this is from quite a few years ago, making uh, stuff with uh, twigs and branches. It's a very rustic kind of, you know, fun stuff. Fun That's so do. cool. Mm. So cool. So are you guys proud of the, the work that's come from you over the years? I guess so. I don't yeah. think about it much, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 prou- I'm proud of a lot of stuff that I've done, you know. And, you know one, one day you're, you're, you're like this piece, and then the next day it's like, okay, well, that's old. Now let me, let, me do my, let all, me do another one. Yeah, it's all about the, mm. what you're doing now, at right? At the moment, right. What you're doing now at the moment mm. is, is the important thing. I think yeah. Andy Warhol has a quote about that. I think he said something along the lines of, life is about staying busy. Until you die, <laughs> you just gotta, <laughs> just gotta keep pumping it out, keep yeah. keep it going, right? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so he sure pumped out a lot of work. He sure did, right? Wasn't yeah. that kind of his thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you guys a fan? Not so much. I could appreciate I, 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 yeah, what he I, did. I, I, right, I, exactly. I appreciate. I I admire what he did. Yeah. I appreciate okay. a lot of work, even if I don't particularly yeah. like it i mean you can if it's not something that's to your taste you can really appreciate good exactly work. is there yeah. any extremely famous artist that you just don't appreciate and you think it's uh 
It's just not because sometimes I go to an art gallery and I mm-hmm. see a splat, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, thirty thousand dollars for that splat. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys is that out there or is it all um, to be appreciated? Well, there's a lot of concept art and conceptual artists that I don't get, and a lot of them though I don't necessarily appreciate either. But <laughs> but mm-hmm. I I understand what they you know what they want to do some of them, but it's not my it's just not my thing. So yeah, everybody has different tastes. Yeah, I mean, art it, is it, very very um, subjective. Yeah, it is really what yes. what you what you warm up to. <laughs> Probably mm-hmm. the most subjective thing in the entire world, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like people. Some people you really immediately get along with, or you click, or you just have a good time together. And other people you just never quite, you know, get there. I've had people. I don't know about you guys. I have people that I genuinely like, but gosh, I just can't find a way to click with them. Like you mm-hmm. know, you go around them, you don't really know what to say. I like you. Mm-hmm. I got nothing to talk about with you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just there's no flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, let's let's ditch Andy Warhol and let's ask you this. <laughs> Uh, before we get to the dreaded chat pack of oh, the no. doom, dun, 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 <laughs> Laura's flipping out over here. I picked some w- good ones for you guys They're right over here. All right. We'll see how much you really don't like us. <laughs> what you ask. I can't wait to find out. Um, who, uh, okay, kind of a two-part question. Who, which artists do you admire the most? And this might be linking the two questions together. Uh, which artist would you? Mm-mm. Okay, which artists do you admire the most, and which artists would you love to be compared to, if any? Compared to. Compared wow. to, yeah. Just say, hey, you, you really mm. are like a, a new Dali, <laughs> a new MC Escher. Well, artists. Let me say, mm-hmm. artists want to be. Don't want to be compared to other artists. I don't think. I mean, not that it would be bad to be compared to somebody you know famous, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but I don't know. I never thought about that that one. I but I, I can certainly say a lot of artists that I really admire their work or who influenced me. Yeah, that's the word influence. Yeah, and I would say um, Cezanne's watercolors, Paul Cezanne's watercolors. Um, just fascinated me <clears throat> from a long time. And when you mentioned New York earlier, I lived, you know, like you get on the train and it, I would be there in a half hour. So when I was growing up, that was the best education, art education mm. I got was going into New York to, you know, to the, to the museums and galleries and just seeing what was there more than, you know, art school, really. Really. And I went to several art schools. <clears throat> and, um, but anyway, that's another story. But, um, one of the artists that I saw in a gallery who she has since, you know, passed away, sadly, was um, Carolyn Brady, who did, she was uh, in, in Nancy Hoffman Gallery in New York, and she made these huge, amazing watercolor paintings, and they influenced me a lot. To her, they were very, um, you know, a lot of saturated color, and um, she painted... Her subjects were very personal to her, which, you know, mine are. And, you know, for a lot of artists, that's true. But um, I don't know. Gustav Klimt, he's you know, made fascinating um, work. And um, 
I, I like what you said before because I feel like it's like that with most art, mm-hmm. like like this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it'd be really cool if someone said, "Man, Sam, you're like you're like uh, kind of like Joe Rogan." Mm-hmm. You know, well, that, yeah, that's really cool, man. Because I look up to Joe Rogan and his podcast, but I'd really like to be the first Sam. You know, the, yeah, exactly. Right, you want right. you, you, other people can be compared to you, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't want to be like a uh, kind of like someone else. Yeah, like, yeah, because even even when you borrow, and in art, we always borrow, and but you transform it to you, mm, right? Yes. So, Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. So that's a whole different that's a that's a whole different thing. I mean, you know, um, Austin Kleon wrote this really cool book, um, and I follow his blog, but he wrote this art, art uh, book. One of his books is "Steal Like an Artist," and he, you know, said it very succinctly that you, you know, all artists steal, mm-hmm. but you don't duplicate. I mean, mm. you, you know, you kind of ingest it and transform it and it comes it out own. you yeah yeah so it's it's like getting ideas gosh it's like that for people. every for everything artistic right. adventure i've ever right. been on you, you take it in and you filter it and then you and you make mm-hmm. and make what you what comes out of you out of that exactly i, I do that yeah. i did it with pro wrestling i uh-huh. do i do it with teaching like i see oh that person mm-hmm. i really like the way they mm-hmm. spoke to the kids or oh that one mm-hmm. definitely not so much i won't <laughs> be using that in my repertoire yeah. you know mm-hmm. um because or, you can call it stealing but it's it's really learning right mm-hmm. it's really you're not going to reinvent the wheel yeah. i mean there's a lot exactly. out there yeah but yeah. you can certainly take a little bit mm-hmm. from this take a little bit from that mm-hmm. mold it together and then mm-hmm. make it you right mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, totally. You well, don't you don't want to be a copycat. No. You don't want to be an imitator. And I know no. that's not what you meant. But I, I hope I didn't say it like I thought that's what you meant. But I, how dare you, Laura? Okay, I'm in trouble <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Did you have anything you want to add to that, Delfino? Um, no, she, she uh, said it very eloquently. Ah, as oh, she yeah, always that's me, does. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> the queen of elegance. <laughs> uh oh, but you know what that means. Uh-oh. Dun dun dun. I have one, two, three, four, five chat packs, but y'all are only getting two of them. I'll let both of you pick out one each, but you both have to answer each of them. So, ladies first. You have to choose the first one, Laura. Oh, I don't know about that one. Can I change? (laughs) (laughs) Too late. (laughs) Too late. Oh, no. We already answered this one in the podcast. We did. Oh, no. Great. Now I get to pick (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. All right. Let's see what you got, Laura. Oh, no. (laughs) Did we answer that one, too? I don't know. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, What world record would you want to establish if you could? World record? Yeah, you could be in that Guinness Book of World (laughs) Records. I mean, some people balance spoons on their nose, like 40 spoons. Oh, wow, that would be a great one. (laughs) Golf balls, a million in the mouth. You know, there's a world record for everything. So you got your own choice. What would you want your world record to be? Um, Do I have to give a serious answer? (laughs) (laughs) I want both. I want your serious and your silly. Um. I don't, I don't know. know. I th- I think this this the uh, the silly one, which would make my husband laugh a lot, would be I want to be the best driver in the world. <laughs> 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 
Good record. Yeah. 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 Um, I, 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 don't, I have no idea. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to go, you know, deep down into the ocean, but that's been done. Oh, not you the know. deepest parts. No. I don't think so. Like Mariana's Trench and all. I don't that, know. That, that, that's like such an alien world down there. You get so so much cool stuff. It's just so unique. But, but, I know. You, but you can find something down there that nobody ever found before, right. and that would be a world record okay. of something. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't it crazy? People are always talking about aliens from another <laughs> planet, but you go really deep in that ocean. Oh, yeah. There are some aliens down there. Yes, very, very otherworldly, like, because it is another world. Really. Yeah, just a pure darkness and, mm. oof, some creepy-looking things down there. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. Go as deep into the earth as possible. Great inspiration for a lot of my comic book stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that when I was watching, I don't know, PBS the other night. It, mm -hmm. it must have been a Planet Earth episode. And I was thinking a lot of sci-fi guys should people should be watching this because it's really well, like science um, fiction down there. Well, I, I, I have a story that, that, that I, I did where there, there's these, um, these giant whale-sized kind of creatures and stuff, and they migrate from one planet to another for, for mating purposes and seasons and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And, and I, I, I based, I based the, the, the look in the, uh, of the creature off of the um, giant isopods down at the... What's, what is that in the Indian Ocean? Mm. Interplanetary you know, mating. Wow. Really, really cool. Really <laughs> I'm not cool going to lie. If nine times out of ten, if someone told me what Delfino just told me, I would, in my head, be rolling my eyes and think, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> what nonsense is this guy writing down? But knowing that Delfino knows the story structure <laughs> like he does and knows character development like he does, I want to read that whale story. <laughs> You know, he's just that good. And people, he keeps coming at me with these characters and ideas. I mean, this man has created worlds. I'm talking about Lord of the Rings, Star Wars type worlds. It is really well thought out. Yeah, you stay humble over there. But um, I'm telling you, people, they are brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of inspiration. It's, it's stuff that I, I grew up with and, you know, just stuff that I love so much. I just love the the adventure and the and the the sci-fi and and stuff like that and it just just you know really sparks the imagination and I I, I said well you know I could come up with my own stuff you know I, I I've I've got these giant whales that that, that that jump from planet to planet to mate you know yeah see a lot of people have these kind of crazy wacky unusual ideas but when you get those ideas along with knowing good story structure and character development then you've got the gold. And uh, you got the gold, Delfino. Uh, I just, I, I wish more people <laughs> knew about it. I'm telling you, once this audio book's out, it's it's straight shooting from there, dude. There you go. All top right. Of the, top of the charts. All right. Not too bad, not too bad. Delfino, choose All the final right. chat pack question. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Of all great success stories that you have heard or read about, which one do you find the most inspiring? And for a guy like you, man, I would I'd be willing to accept an answer that's fat uh, that's uh, you know fact or fiction, uh, <laughs> you know, just a, a story that's been created by someone or a true story. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my sci-fi roots, <laughs> and uh, so, I mean I'm I'm really inspired that 
you know, I know, I know this is uh, quite a few years ago, but, uh, you know, we went to the moon. I, I, I love the fact that we went, you know, we, we actually had a person step on another planetary body, you know, outside the earth. I mean, what an accomplishment, you know, that's, I, I find that amazing. And, and, and from there, you know, we, we've, we've gone to Mars, not, not people, but, you know, there are, there are man-made machines on other worlds, other planets. We, we, we've, we, we've touched um, comets. We've touched asteroids. You know, all kinds of, and it's just, t to me, it, it's just really amazing that, you know, that, that we, can, we can go out there and, and, and do these things, either in person or, or probes or whatever. I love this two, these, these two answers from you, man. Either the deepest of the deep oceans or up there in the moon. <laughs> You're a dreamer, Delfino. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Laura, have you been inspired by someone's story that you've read about or heard about? Well... I don't know. I'm, I'm inspired by a whole lot of them, so it's it's tough because, um, you know, I've always loved reading biographies and autobiographies. Mm, me too. <clears throat> so there's a lot of you know amazing people out there, or have been, and like my you know this series. That's why I started this series because there's just so many people that I've I've learned from mm. that you know by their work or by just learning about their life, <clears throat> and. I don't know. I am a huge fan of um, Benjamin Franklin. Mm, good one. <clears throat> and he was just a really amazing guy. <clears throat> and, um, you know, because he accomplished so much. So, mm, so very much. much. I mean, just name it. But I'm going to go with, I think, just because it was an early influence and because her life was so lived just how she wanted it to be. She was so very independent artist was uh, George O'Keefe. Oh, very cool. And, um, yeah, she was, you know, uh, you know, she wasn't out there to please anybody. She just did what she was going to do. I mean, her work and the way she lived, she was, you know, very independent is that a struggle for you at all? Because I find it to be my own internal struggle. Like when I'd wrestle or write a podcast or teach, I'm like, I have to get out of my head doing what I think other people want to hear, see, uh, what what they want me to do. Mm -hmm. I just need to be totally confident in what I'm doing and feel good about it. And that's what I do for the most part. But it mm -hmm. is hard for me to get out of my own head with that stuff. Yeah, because there's so many, you know, I don't want to say pressures, but there's, you know, there is so much um, outside, you know, influence or people saying things that, you know, well, why don't you, you know, or suggesting or, right. or, um, and then there's, there's other people you're responsible for. I mean, she wasn't even going to be responsible for anybody else. I mean, after she was, you know, tired of, of, um, living with her, you know, famous, ama amazing photographer husband and his family. She just took off, went to um, live in the, live out west and all by herself and just go out there in the, just doing in the wilds and, and paint. <clears throat> and I did visit some of those um, places where, that were her favorite places to paint. And, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, it's just. That's a good answer. So, so I wouldn't have thought that, but it's an interesting question that you asked me that because I hadn't really thought of that before that about, you know, about um, about how 
that about her has you know um, influenced me and something I admire. Very <clears> cool. <throat> Laura Delfino, before we get out of here, is mm. there anyone out there in the world that you want to give a shout out to? Well, I don't know my my family love them, and they put up, they and they all put up with me, so you know oh, they, they, they they deserve points. Your husband, <laughs> what a gentleman! I had a blast talking with him, checking out his record collection. Yeah, he's he's very involved with his um, his music. Yeah, mm -hmm. very cool guy. Yeah. How about you, Delfina? You got any shout outs to give? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the same vein. Uh, you know, my, my family is just uh, um, not always supportive, but when they are supportive, they're very supportive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when it counts, yeah, right? right? Exactly. Um, they're, 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 they're great. Um, you know, my, my, my brother's always uh, helping me with, with stuff that I need. You know, and we're, we're, he and I are really, really close. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. Right on. Laura Delfino, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you too. Uh, I appreciate you guys for coming on the show, and I really appreciate you guys making Hamilton a better place. Thank you. Well, same to you, and thank you, Sam. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sam. Thanks Ladies, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Laura and Delfino. Ah.